Hey there, it's me again, Brian, and excuse the interruption, but we're gearing up for another hotline bling on Talking Points. I know you remember the number, one tpg trvl One of the biggest shopping days of the year is coming up, and the Points Guide team wants you to make the most of it. So if you've got any questions on how to earn miles or use them this holiday season, we will be taking your questions. Once again, call us at one tpg trvl So I'll take your questions, and I'll also give you you the scoop on my upcoming holiday trip to, wait for it, Maldives, India, and Israel. Yes, I'm going back to Israel my second time this year, and I'm doing most of it on miles and points. So give me a call. Leave me your message on how you can maximize your holiday spending and time off. Come on, guys. We all need a vacation, even me. While it may seem like I'm just on an eternal vacation, couldn't be further from the truth. They work me to the bone here at the Point Sky. So the hotline closes two weeks before Turkey Day, so call soon. That's one eight seven seven tpg trvl and I'll see you after the... Welcome to Talking Points. I'm your host, Brian Kelly. And on this episode, we're talking Brex with the co-CEO and co-founder Enrique Dubagra and head of partnerships and rewards, Thomas Piani. Let's go into detail about how Brex was started. We build financial services to help companies grow. How their rewards program works with some exciting new enhancements this year. We offer a discount on WeWork office space, Zoom and Accarta, NetSuite for accounting services. And what makes Brex different from other products and competitors? We don't actually need to have branches and legacy systems and things that actually cost a lot to serve. So because we're so much more efficient than a traditional bank, we can afford to share more of the economics with the customer and give more points back. That's all ahead, right after this. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thomas and Enrique, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having us. So... First of all, for people who are listening who have no idea what Brex is, you know, it's a corporate card. Is it a payments platform? Simply put, what the heck is Brex? So um, we build financial services to help companies grow. And today we have two main products, which is Brex Card and Brex Cash. So Brex Card is like a corporate card and Brex Cash is a cash management account that can replace your bank account. And you guys created this from scratch. Enrique, I remember meeting you. I met you in August of 2018. To be honest, I was a little bit skeptical. I was like, you guys, you're trying to create a new corporate card and disrupt you know, a multi-billion dollar industry you know, as young 20-somethings. But this past year has been pretty incredible for you guys, right? Yeah, no, we, we've done really well. And uh, I think a lot of it came from our strategy behind the products which were from the beginning not kind of boiling together all small businesses as the same. We understand that startups, e-commerce, restaurants, 
And hotels are very different businesses and have very different needs. And also, you know, we have this mission to get rid of personal guarantees. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, the combination of these two factors, plus the fact that we rebuilt the technology stack from scratch, and we have much better usability and experience because of that, you know, we got a lot of traction. And so, I mean, the real big differentiator with Brex and small business credit cards or corporate cards is that, you know, there is no personal guarantee, right? So how can you guys afford from a risk perspective to have a, uh, you know, a charge card that isn't guaranteed to someone's personal line of credit? Yeah. So I think, you know, going back to the fact that we understand all the businesses that we serve, um, it helps us mm -hmm. from that perspective because, you know, when we serve a tech company, we look at a set of risk factors. Then we look at an e-commerce company is a completely different set of risk factors. So because we we're looking at in this kind of like verticalized way, we have a lot less risk. Mm -hmm. And then the second aspect of it, it's a charge card. So, you know, you need to pay it in full by the end of the statement. And that also, you know, reduces the risk. And you guys actually, you direct debit from the banking account, right? That's correct. Got it. So, you know, who is eligible? I, I know there's, there's been differing accounts. It is a little bit harder to get a Brex card than your traditional small business credit card. Would you say that that's true? I think that's true for verticals that we don't serve today. Mm -hmm. So, for example, if you are a professional service organization, so, you know, an accounting firm, a law firm, this is not... A vertical we're currently serving so it's really hard to get through our underwriting process mm -hmm. but if you are a technology company or you're an e-commerce company and you sell things online or if you're a life sciences company it's actually easier than the traditional cards mm -hmm. and really for startups and especially startups that have received funding this is that that's the real sweet spot that you're going for exactly got it and then when you say life sciences what exactly does that mean like um, that's biotech, pharma, kind of everything, um, health technology related. But I think e-commerce is also a big of our target market. Yep. So people that are selling goods online. Got it. And so let's just talk a little bit about your funding. So, you know, like I said, when I met you guys last year, I was like, you know, good luck getting in with the big dogs. You know, you're, you're going up against some stiff competition, but... I think it, actually you, Y Combinator, you were waiting to hear like that week, I think. And that funding ended up coming through. How much total funding have you gotten since uh, inception? Um, I think roughly $380 million. That's amazing. So and that puts the value of Brex roughly at, you know. Two and a half billion today. Pretty darn impressive. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, Thomas, you know, you actually was October of last year. You guys launched the rewards platform. So when you guys, you know, wanted to create the rewards platform for Brex, like what was the approach that you took? Did you did you look at what was working um, on the other, you know, business credit cards in the marketplace, or did you decide to go a different direction? Yeah, um, so no, that's a it's a great question. So as with everything that we do, we definitely uh, look at what others have done, like successfully and less successfully, and then really, you know, we approach rewards in, with the same kind of pillars of the value proposition as we approach like building Brex, like Enrique explained. So one of the key things that's different about Brex is we've thought about 
every aspect of the product, you know, vertical by vertical, and really with our target market in mind, like understanding that startups are not like traditional small businesses, so they, they need a card that works for them. So we took the same approach to rewards, right? So we thought about like, what works well with rewards? What do people like about rewards? They like, you know, earning points that they can use for a variety of things. They also like perks that give them, you know, uh, discounts and, and, and access to, to, to things that they wouldn't get access to otherwise. But if you're a startup, you are spending on different things than a traditional small business. And you are using different like services and than a traditional small business would. So we built a, a rewards program kind of from the ground up with that in mind, like really focusing on on that target market. And so the the categories on which we give multipliers, you know, we created from scratch. Um, the kind of perks and deals that we made, we we kind of went out and, and, and got them because we knew that they'd be uh, be exciting for our target market. And you guys made an exciting announcement this July by adding transfer partners, which I know was created a little bit of buzz here at TPG headquarters. You guys added Aeromexico, Cathay, Avianca, Air France, KLM, Qantas, Singapore, one of my favorites, and JetBlue. Which of those transfer partners has been the most popular with your Brex cardholders? Yeah, I mean, unsurprisingly, so today we serve U.S.-based companies. So JetBlue has been the most popular uh, transfer partner out, out of that group. But you know our our customers, uh, our kind of executives of you know early stage companies travel also a lot internationally, and the six other transfer partners that we have, kind of which which cover the three uh, main uh, alliances, Star, Star Alliance, SkyTeam, and One World, uh, have also been uh, uh, really popular across the board. Thomas, I have to ask, how is Enrique as a CEO? Does he let you fly JetBlue Mint when you go coast to coast? <laughs> A tough question. Um, <laughs> Not to know, put you on the spot. When I, when I travel uh, to New York with him, uh, I for sure get to fly JetBlue Mint. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, and I mean, we, we've, we've, we've gotten, you know, we actually you know, opened a new, uh, Brex opened a, a New York office fairly recently. And so we've been, uh, you know, going back and forth quite a bit. And, and JetBlue Mint has been a, has been a great way to, to do that. Yeah, I think when you're flying red eye, we're definitely more generous in those situations so people don't lose a full day work. That's right. Yeah, you know, JetBlue Coach, actually, I've, I've flown it before from New York to Costa Rica. It's actually really nice if you get the good seats. It can be even bigger than uh, some first class. But, uh, you know, points are one thing. But, you know, Brex, you guys have a ton of different perks. I mean, how do you offer a five thousand up to $5,000 credit on Amazon Web Services? Like, how is that structured and, you know, on a card? Yeah. Like Breck. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, I think that's another thing that we, we did uh, uh, on, on kind of in building the, the rewards program is thinking through, you know, how we can kind of creatively offer the most value to our customer base. A lot of our kind of perks that we offer, those are, you know, jointly funded by you know, Brex and the, the partners, right? Because we have such a exciting customer base of, you know, very fast growing tech companies, Companies that, that cater to that ecosystem of, of technology and, and startups are excited about partnering with us to to get access to those customers and offer them perks, right? Um, and so, you know, in the same way that we we partnered with AWS, um, we you know, offer a discount on WeWork office space or on you know, Zoom and uh, like Carta or on NetSuite for accounting services. So all mm-hmm. of those are, are are kind of companies that are um, you know, interested in in um, 
kind of catering to the same customer base that that we are. Cool. You know, a lot of the one of the biggest trends in credit cards is experiences. Um, you know, it seems like every issuer, every loyalty program is trying to figure out ways to give an experience. I know you guys had a Brex Lounge or have one in San Francisco. It seems like a big step in the beginning to try to do a physical location. What's been the experience with the lounge and is are there plans for more? We try to, you know, again, like look at things that work and that customers enjoy from other providers and, and, and do it in with, with a little bit of a different spin. Um, so w- with that in mind, you know, we opened our first physical location, uh, Oval Room by Brex in South Park neighborhood in San Francisco. Uh, why that matters is it's, you know, one of the neighborhoods, if you know San Francisco, where a lot of the venture capital firms are. And, you know, as a startup, um, if you're in the Bay Area, you know, and as a founder of a startup in the Bay Area, you find yourself in that neighborhood like more often than not. And so we thought that that was a, an interesting way of, you know, offering a, a physical space where if you're a founder, you can uh, go between two VC meetings or entertain a potential investor or a candidate in a space other than your office, which, you know, for having seen uh, Brex, Brex's first offices are sometimes like less glamorous than you would want it to be. Yeah, that was like the initial idea. It's been going really well. It's been very popular. And of course, you know, as our customer base has been growing, expanding rapidly all throughout the U.S., you know, we're, we're thinking about like how can we give more access to like physical spaces to kind of customers beyond our, our home base of the, the Bay Area. So that's something we'll look at in the future. So can we expect a New York room opening up soon? You know, I think if we were to open a, a physical space uh, in another city, it would, would definitely be in New York. Um, you know, we'll see. We'll see what shape that takes. Uh, but yeah, that's something we're, we're we're looking into. Cool. Actually, one other thing to note: you recently, just recently, announced that Brex is now a World Mastercard. What does that mean? Why is that such a big deal? Yeah. Um, so that means you know because we're we're part of the the Mastercard World Elite for Business uh, uh, program. Uh, you know, our customers get access to like an, an extra set of benefits uh, like. Uh, you know, travel cancellation insurance, rental car insurance, as well as some additional perks uh, and services that uh, they get access to via, via MasterCard. Uh, so it's just, you know, one additional layer on the on the set of benefits that uh, our customers get access to. Cool. More of my conversation with Brex coming up after the break. Stay tuned. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to Talking Points. Let's jump back into my conversation with Brex. I have to ask, so Thomas, you're a Stanford grad and Enrique, you're a Stanford dropout. (laughs) So is there actually judgment against the people who actually graduated in the office in some weird way? (laughs) (laughs) I think that it's the opposite. There's no judgment against people who didn't graduate. Enrique, what, do, you, do you have any plans to finish up the degree? Or, I mean, it seems like you're sprinting now. Uh, is that something on your to-do list? Or So it, I, it, 
I still have a lot to do if I want to do. It's like I'm missing like three years of it. So probably not. Got it. Well, it seems like you've got your hands full. Let's talk a little bit about the mark, about the marketing. You guys have had some pretty funny campaigns uh, around Brex in New York. We've seen uh, you guys were playing off for the Fire Fest and fire your corporate card. What was the reaction to that campaign? And have you is humor is it resonating for a financial product, which historically hasn't really been done? Yeah. So I think that we're in the process of like figuring out what we want our brand to be long-term and we experimented with a lot of stuff. Um, the Fire Festival one, I think for people who got it, it was great. Like we got a lot of positive comments on it. I think there's a, there was a little bit of too much of the population that actually thought we were a Fire Festival. <laughs> <laughs> so I would say, you know, it was a success among our target market than you was. But, you know, it had a little bit of a negative effect in people that didn't know us. Enrique, I mean, right now when you look at Brex, it's the card and the payments platform. Which section of the business are you most excited about growth-wise? I think that we're excited, you know, about both in different ways. So I think, you know, on card, we're excited to keep expanding to more verticals and even getting more custom to be able to sign up and use Brex. And I think with the cash management account, we're excited about being support, you know, any kind of company that actually wants to sign up, but also expanding the capabilities for our current customers. Because now no matter what you need to pay, if it's through card, wires, ACH, checks, or whatever it is, you can pay using Brex Mm -hmm. and earn points on everything. Yeah, talk about the, so on the cash side, so, you know, when you spend on the card, how do those ecosystems work together? So you can get points on payments? So traditionally, what banks do is they charge you to make payments, right? For bill pay or wires, they're always charging you. Brex inverted that dynamic and said, we actually give you points for making payments. And you can accumulate the same kind of points on the credit card side and on the cash side. Hmm. How can you afford to do that? I know with no annual fee, you know, how, how is this profitable? Yeah, so I think the biggest difference with cash is because we're replacing your bank. And because of that, because we're fully online, we don't actually need to have branches and legacy systems and things that actually cost a lot to serve. So because we're so much more efficient than a traditional bank, like our cost to serve a customer is so much lower, we can afford to share more of the economics with the customer and give more points back. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, Enrique, this isn't your first go at you know a payments company. You know, When you were, what, 16, you founded uh, Pagar.me in Brazil. What has it been like? What are the differences in starting a payments and corporate card company in the U.S. versus doing the same in Brazil? How has it been different? Has it been harder to break into the U.S. market? Or like, did you, did you have that breakout success in Brazil? You know, was that an easier business to get off the ground? Or I think they were both challenging in different ways. In Brazil, we had a lot less resource. So, you know, like here we said we raised $380 million. There we raised roughly $380,000. Um, so mm-hmm. oh, wow. it was, you know, much scarcer resources. So... Um, everything was more efficient, but also I think we grew slower than we're growing here. 
and here I think there's a lot of talent we can hire from existing players and existing startups that have done really well, both in fintech and outside of fintech. The startup market in Brazil is not that developed, so we had to kind of learn everything from scratch. But I would say that mm -hmm. the scale of what we're doing here is so much larger than we did there. It's actually more exciting. Mm -hmm. You know, you're tackling uh, the business side of things. Is your end goal to get into the consumer market as well? So uh, not in the plans for now. And the reason for that is we believe a lot of times the banks focus a lot on their consumers and consumer brands and businesses are kind of left to like a second team. And, you know, we want to focus solely on the business and create the best experience for the business and the business owners. Mm -hmm. How many employees do you have now? 300? You guys are planning to get to 400? Is that still the case? Yeah, I think we're almost 400. What's the culture like at Brex as you grow and expand and this thing's really taking off? Like, what are the key tenets of the Brex corporate culture? Yeah, so I think we have kind of high five core values. So the first one is dream big. So, you know, we want to have a very large impact in this world and we want everyone that's here to kind of want that too. So we, we really incentivize people to dream big in what we can do. Second one is seek truth. So, you know, I, for example, with rewards, um, we thought, how can we make something better for the customer if we're smaller than all our competitors? And, you know, by thinking more through it and doing it in a vertical way and having our partners fund some of it and actually being creative around it, we can actually, you know, design something better. You know, that's what Seek Troop is about. Then we have owner's mentality, which is, you know, behave like an owner, do what's right for the company. Uh, then we have be a fixer, which is, you know, it's get stuff done. And uh, number five is customer focus which is always empathize and think about the customer when making decisions. And do you guys handle, I mean, customer service, you've built that function from the ground up. What is your commitment to customer service? We believe that's actually a big point of differentiation. Um, you know, when you talk to Brex, you can easily talk to a person. Mm -hmm. And our goal with customer service is have people not have to reach out. So there's a lot of small things we do to kind of make that happen. One example is every time you swipe your card and it's declined, we actually text you, why was it declined? What do you do to fix it hmm. without having to wait 30 minutes in a customer service line? So we're always actually working to not have you have to talk to customer service. And then because of that, we can have a better customer service for the people who actually need the support. Hmm. What do you guys think, I mean, of the overall market right now? There's a lot of, you know, talk of easy money, you know, startups, it's a golden age. But, you know, a lot of people are saying that bubble is going to come. There's too much free money. Do you see that as an existential threat to Brex if the economy really hits a recession and that easy money dries up? Do you see your potential new clients really shrinking? Yeah, I think one thing that's important to understand about Brex is we're a little bit like the venture capital industry that we make most of our money with the companies that grow. So there's a lot of startups that start on Brex and some of them succeed, some of them don't. All our money is made on those who succeed. Mm -hmm. um, so if venture capital just accelerates and it only concentrates on the companies that are actually doing really well, 
it doesn't impact us as much because the companies are doing really well. If they're on Brex, they'll stick on Brex. And then in, in addition to that, you know, I think we, we're also not just like startups now, right? We, we have now really three verticals that we, that we focus on, you know, tech, like life sciences and e-commerce. And then as we expand to, to new verticals, obviously that also will like, help us continue to grow, uh, you know, even if one of the markets that we target starts growing more slowly. And you guys have plans internationally. Thomas, you're from France? Correct. And Enrique, you're from uh, Brazil. Do you guys have international expansion for Brex or are you really just focused on the U.S. market at this time? Um, for the sh- time being, we're focused in the U.S. market. Obviously, you know, our first value is dream big. So we have global ambitions. But I think we're focused on solving the problems of our current U.S. customers for now. Got it. Let's end with some fun travel questions. So... Enrique, you're from Brazil, you're from Sao Paulo. Where in Brazil, you know, outside of Rio and Sao Paulo should people visit if they've never been to your country? So my biggest recommendation is to go to Brazil for New Year's, Mm. which is a completely different experience than anywhere else in the world, and go to Trancoso in Bahia. I hear that's amazing. I've never been, actually. You wear the all-white and uh, run into the ocean at midnight? Yes, and funny story about that. I thought that was like a global thing. So I went to spend New Year's in the Caribbean one year and I, I was dressed all white and I got there and no one else was doing that. <laughs> you're like running into the ocean. So People then I think found you're out like wasted. Global. Yes, exactly. That was also what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Thomas, what about you? Or where in France uh, do you highly recommend outside of Paris and in the south of France, you know, the places where people usually go? Yeah, um, you know, I'd say pr- probably like two things, like either the Alps for skiing, uh, which uh, yeah, I highly, highly recommend, less crowded and less expensive than in the U.S. and uh, better snow uh, is my belief. Um, and then that's for the winter. And then in the summer, one place that's really special in France is the island of Corsica. It's part of France. It's actually closer to Italy. It's next to uh, Sardinia on the, on the kind of on the west coast of Italy. It's beautiful weather, like in the south of France, uh, but none of the uh, crowds and like uh, you know big uh, brick buildings. Beautiful beaches, uh, like mountains. Uh, it's it's a pretty pretty special place. So highly recommend there. Uh. Amazing. So you heard it here: Corsica and Trancoso in Brazil, two hot spots to visit. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, walk me through this pretty, really innovative product. I mean, congratulations on all your success. Enrique, Forbes 30 under 30, over 300 million in funding is a massive success. So it's been fun to watch you guys grow. I admit that, you know, I was a skeptic, but you've proven me wrong. Thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Thank you for all the help. You know, you guys have been a big part of your success. Awesome. Thank you, guys. That's it for this episode of Talking Points. Thanks again to Enrique Dubugra and Thomas Piani from Brex. And thanks to our freelancer on the ground in San Francisco, Natalie Jones, and to my own crew here at TPG, Christy Matsui, Margaret Kelly, and Caroline Chagrin. I'm Brian Kelly. Safe travels. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.